Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So happy to have you join us today. So we have Melissa over here in the purple and the long blonde hair. And she's going to be, she went to Dubai with um, myself and also Sharonda to my left. And just wanted to come and share about our trip to Dubai with you this morning. Uh, it was a fun time, actually. Didn't really get to minister like we wanted to, but actually you'll find out that we did minister through the spiritual realm. And so we'll get to all that here in just a little bit. Anyway, so watch the pictures with us. We'll explain these pictures. We'll explain what we were doing uh, for the Dubai. But we were there from September the 23rd to September the 28th. Sharonda and I were. Um, Melissa stayed a couple extra days. And this was overlooking what they call the creek, right? But it was like a, I don't know, kind of like a river that they went there. Uh, Michelle? Oh, okay, see. I forgot I did that part. So it was myself and Sharonda and Melissa. Now, this was on our way to um, the Emirates Flight 222. And for those of you that know me, 222 is my number. I guess it's also your number, my too. Number. I well. never told her that because no. I didn't know what she would think about that. But it <laughs> and it's also your number, number too. <laughs> so here we were on Flight 222. And uh, that was just right, really quite a confirmation that, that God was wanting us to go on this trip. And it was a 16-hour flight to Dubai. This um, uh, flight attendant, was she had a Polaroid camera, and she was taking pictures of some family members that were on the flight. And I just interrupted and said, can we have our picture taken too? <laughs> so this was on right when we were just started off on our flight. You and believe to, it or not, Leslie are you on? left the Leslie left the picture on the plane, but it came back to us. Came back to us. It was the strangest thing. It was like nowhere to be found. And then um, I think we were even in Pakistan, right? Or did I get home? You got home and found it. Yeah. So it was really, it was, God was so good. I was pretty upset. We weren't going to, we weren't going to have the picture and there it was. We had it. And you can just see some of these pictures. Um, we like to take pictures of each other sleeping, sleeping, I think, because there was a, a, lot a few of them. <laughs> um, I didn't know that she takes pictures of people unconscious, <laughs> so I had a nice awakening. But what she doesn't know is that we, I had something planned for her, so she's, uh, she does not like lizards. Um, she has this horrible uh, overreaction to them. And so I approached Sharon and I was like, I had gotten this little plush lizard and it, it's from Tangled. Oh, okay, so it's kind of cute. No, it's not. And I'm it's, sure it's, it's not. It's like a chameleon and it has a little magnet. And while she was sleeping, I was going to put it, place it on her shoulder for I when she wakes her up. I Thank told her that you. I would and not Sharon be a part said, of it. <laughs> she said, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> but next time. So she might have thrown thing. me off the flight. I know, right? Out the door now. So, and then you can see um, the Emirates, you know, the, the, the propeller there. You can see all the dust in the air. This is when we were coming into Dubai. And actually, they did have a, uh, a sandstorm when we were landing that day. That yeah, was so, yeah. Because I'm thinking, man, it really is sandy out here. <laughs> uh, we went to a place. We decided that next, the next morning to go to make our own perfume. We found a place. And... I don't think because of COVID really, I don't, and because they, everything hadn't really opened up till October 1st at the time. I think that's when everything was going to yeah, probably open so. up. I don't think they were really open, but 
we just walked in and so we want to make and Melissa's talking the guy into it. it's like okay okay and so <laughs> we had three three men that were helping us and guiding us along and letting us to make our own perfumes which you can come up here those of you that are here later and check on our our table uh, the, perf the, the perfume that we made uh, I told them to, to name their perfumes so I named mine Dynasty and I made one for Stan and I named his Arabian Night and he really likes it which is where he's wearing today and I know Sharonda you I named mine Coco Rose and I made one for my husband, but it does not have a name yet. Okay, so we got to he is wearing it today, too. He's okay. Did you finally come up with a name? I, I tried, but I'm still working on it. Okay, so we still got to still got to get a name for her, for a perfume. Actually, all turned out very different and very good. Huh? No, we didn't. They didn't have any cat yeah, urine to cat put in. Urine. Praise God, they didn't have cat urine to put in it. I don't put that in there anyway. In, in uh, France, they do, so... Anyway, so these are just some other pictures. We made our own perfume. We gathered sand from the Arabian Sea. Um, this was just a nostalgic car that we just thought was really cool looking too. But the Arabian Sea, is, it's, I, I collect sand from all over the world when I travel and have since I was 18 years old. So I have a lot of bottles that I have collected uh, from different beaches, probably at least 400 bottles that I've brought back from somewhere or somebody has, has given to me. And I love to do a prophetic act. I love to just put my feet in the sand, put my feet in the water, and uh, just declare victory for the Lord when I go and, and just speak to, you know, the land that we're on because it says everywhere the sole of your foot touches will be given back. So I, I, I had to go to the beach. I was so glad. These ladies, they, they were so great. They loved to explore too because we got up early and we stayed out late, but we saw as much as we could see in about three days and we did everything we could. I mean, they we almost lost Melissa to the beach. She didn't yeah, want to come, off, didn't the want to come off the beach, but I didn't really either, but we did have some, a taxi guy that was waiting and um, got some, some shells there. So just a real declaration. Yeah, I'll get to that part here in a minute. But this was, but this, but you know what? This is what God does. When you go someplace, you know, he wants you to enjoy also where he takes you. Uh, he wants you to enjoy the culture. He wants you to see what he has created. And, you know, I've never been to, well, I mean, I've been to the Arabian Sea because I was in Dubai in 2019 for just a few days right before COVID and um, did not get to go do that. And I'm so, so excited to go back because prophetic acts are very, very important to me. And I know it is to these two ladies, too. And so we were excited to get to do those things. So it wasn't ministering to people. But it was definitely ministering in speaking things in the spiritual realm, which I believe that was the call of our life yes. that for those uh, those few days that we were there. Amen. She was she was dancing in the water, and she was saying, Jesus, this is all for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, um, I think that when we can, when we can, uh, when I can bring back a piece of what that is, which we have some up here because um, Melissa brought some back, and just know that you know God created everything, and um, especially in that area, that really the Israelites, that's all supposed to be part given back to them. It's not just Israel. I mean, it's it's Saudi Arabia, which all that's connected. All that land's supposed to be given back to them. So I think it's it's very important to <clears throat> to speak in the spiritual realm for that. This is a Burj Khalifa, the the tallest building in the world. Uh, I'm sure many of you have heard about that. 
I mean, it's so tall that we can't even get it in the picture. <laughs> it's uh, um, 168 stories high. I believe so. Yeah, I think something like that. We, um, you'll see here in a minute, we, we did go to the, the top. It's called the Atmosphere to Eat. It was the 148th floor. Um, it was um, amazing. Yeah, you'll see, I heard Stan over here. You'll see most of these pictures they're probably 99%. Yeah, are, you'll see like Melissa and I on the other side, either side of Sharonda, and we called ourselves the Un-Oreos. In other words, there's vanilla, and then there's good, the good chocolate in the middle, and then we have vanilla on the other side again. So, so but it, we would take pictures, and it's like something's not right. So we'd have to put Sharonda back in the middle every we had time. To start all the way over. <laughs> start over. So we were the un-Oreos instead of the Oreos. We had a great time. We all worked, we all got along well and worked well together. And um, they, you know, again, it's, you know, some people want to go, if they go on vacation, they just sit in a hotel room or something. Not us. We, we got out. We, we, we explored. There's another picture of the Burj Khalifa. It's beautiful, actually. Um, this is when we were at the top, and this is when we were doing some prophetic acts at the top of the Burj Khalifa on the 148th floor. Uh, we had dinner, but you could see, you know, through the horizon and just declaring the, the actually the world back for Jesus. Yes. And uh, to the north, to the south, the east, the west, as far as we could see, uh, even further than what we could see, and uh, it was it was really... It was really powerful, and then we did a lot of our spiritual warfare and just praying before we even left the states individually, and then we did it even in the room that day uh, because, you know, we can't go up there and start, you know, yelling or screaming or stomping around or marching around, so we um, just let the Lord lead once we got up there, but we had already... We had already pre-prepared, and then we could, like I said, if you're just pointing this way, you're declaring and you're decreeing. We know, we three know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and then you point that way and kind of say, see that, you know. Look at that boat over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that boat over there. And, but we really knew what we were really doing and uh, not trying to draw attention to ourselves at all. But we kept drawing attention to ourselves. And not, I mean, God was giving us favor everywhere we went. He was, he was, um. I mean, we became VIP, didn't we? We became VIP. It was like we didn't have VIP tickets. We didn't. I mean, but they they treated us. No, ladies, come over this way. Yeah. They put us to the VIP line. Yeah. They took us to a lounge that yeah. had like all these sparkles everywhere. We were seating. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah. And we didn't even know we were waiting. We were just waiting. Hi. Yeah. yeah, no, we didn't. It was like, but they just kind of marched us around, and we were the last ones to leave up there. Um, the you know they they really started again they were just having favor with us this is what was read this was what was on the wall right before you go up the elevator to the top um can you turn around and read that because i don't think i can read it up there this is what the burj khalifa the building says so you'll know what we prayed against here just shortly I am the power that lifts the world's head proudly skyward, surpassing limits and expectations, rising gracefully from the desert and honoring the city with a new glow. I am an extraordinary union of engineering and art with everyday, deta uh, uh, everyday detail carefully uh, considered and beautifully crafted. I am the life force of collective aspirations and the aesthetic union of my many cultures. I simulate dreams, stir emotions, and awaken creativity. I am the magnet that attracts the wide-eyed tourist, eagerly catching their postcard moment, the center of the world's finest shopping, dining, entertainment, and home for the world's elite. 
I am the heart of this city and its people, the marker that defines um, Amor's ambition in Dubai's shining dream. More than just a moment in time, I define moments for future generations. I am Burj Khalifa. So yeah, so we're like, oh, okay, we know how to cancel that. So we canceled that. You're not the creator here. Um, we, we were told uh, from a taxi driver that he kind of took us around a lot of places. And he said, there's actually going to be in, is it Saudi? Saudi Arabia, where they're building a, a taller building than the Burj Khalifa. So, um, so don't be concerned because Dubai's already building one that's going to be taller than that one. So, <laughs> how high can they go? But I thought I just wanted to do like a quick study, and it, the, the Burj Khalifa stands 2,717 feet. It's a 160 floor building. Uh, Mount Everest is 29,035 feet, uh, which is about five and a half miles. So the Burj Khalifa is just barely over five mile point. I mean, half a mile high, which it seemed a lot higher yeah. than that. I, I'm like, wow, okay, that was kind of interesting to me. So it's not Mount Everest, but it certainly was very high up when you're up there yes. at the top. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, we went to go eat. It's like I told you, it's called the Atmosphere at the top, and this was the view, the picture taking uh, from that when we were up there, and just. Um, some pictures of, of us enjoying our meal. It was the best meal I, I can say. I don't know about the other two that I've ever had it in my great. life. It was, and it was, no, it was much better than we that. We had, we, we ordered we, a seafood tower, a cold seafood tower. Um, Leslie and I had steak. Melissa had lamb. I had lamb wrapped in truffles. <laughs> Then we had dessert. It was Melissa's birthday, so yeah. a guy was playing a violin and came over and played his happy birthday. It really wasn't her birthday, but we made sure that we somebody's birthday. And so the guy he did he was he played the violin, came over to our table, and and she was. I said you should have ordered dessert. You wouldn't have been the one who had to be a birthday person. <laughs> anyway, this is um, me. Uh, okay, Melissa likes oysters, and before of you even text online or send us an email i mean i you know or okay oysters are not a clean thing but you know it's not an it's not sending us to hell if we eat like you know shrimp or oysters it's not healthy for your body but it's not it's an abomination to the body not to god so we did pray for our meal before we ate so just you know keep your so just keep your com keep your comments to yourself okay but uh, this is me um challenged by melissa sure just go ahead and eat that you can't hear it guys I'm going to back up because we can't hear it. <clears throat> Are we ready? To hear it? There we go. Yeah, I'm like still praying. <laughs> I did it. You can see my face like... <laughs> and so Melissa goes, mmm. I'm like, mmm. I'm so proud of her. She's like, going to that one? No, yeah. you can have them all. I was not so taking. I see y'all enjoy those. You can have them all. Uh, the one with the the Burj Khalifa with the, the they had a fountain show. Uh, like it starts about eight o'clock at night for like every hour. But it's really beautiful. So up high, it's really pretty. I mean, the, the architecture there is amazing. 
They're so far ahead of any probably country. I mean, I've been to Singapore too, but it's much further ahead. It's it's unbelievable. Just the, the shapes that they do and they've come up with and and everything. Uh, this was at the... the um, this was where we went to go eat, right? Like the 160... The one on the <clears> left, <throat> yes. Did you have something you were going to say? Oh, yeah, the views. I mean, at night, I mean, it's all city skyline, and it just goes on as far as you it's can sweet. see. It is so sparkly, so beautiful. Turn them up, David, both of them. Um, this is a prophetic act, so uh, from some of the... the so <laughs> I'll actually explain your part when you get there. But so we did, so, so Melissa's first, you'll hear her voice saying the prayer and had some sand that we didn't think we remembered to bring, but God prepared that we did. And it was a little bottle of sand and because um, we were just, you know, we were proclaiming over the land, but also the world really. And also that when we, when we poured out the sand to do the prophetic act, that it would just um, go across the globe. Anyway, so I'll let you listen to her and then she can explain it. You have to listen kind of carefully. didn't come out so we had to poke a hole <laughs> it was okay um but uh we couldn't talk very loud so sorry you couldn't hear a lot but so what it was i mean we we went to the sea and we gathered sand from the sea and we had been making declarations you know all over different places we went glory to god and um so we're out after dinner and she's like so did you bring the sand and i was like oh, i did not bring sand oh my goodness this because we had this certain time that we had to enter in and go do this and then uh i actually happened to have like a little souvenir of some sand i bought and it had sand from like various places because it was like different colors mm -hmm. and so i was like thank the lord that you know <laughs> he was covering us and he really wanted us to do this yeah. and i mean he's done that for me so many times uh so we went to open the the sand and you know i just i want to before i get into more of that the bible says that the god's thoughts to us are uh, so many in number that who can count them, they are, we, if we try to count them, they are greater uh, in measure than the sand. And just to conceptualize and think about that. And so we went to um, open uh, that bottle and it actually had a seal on it. <laughs> so that was part of the entering in because yeah, we, had um, break the seal. we had to break the seal. And we didn't even know that. I went to empty it out and I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sharonda was helping us and we like, we finally got in there. And then um, I was able to uh, empty some out, and she was able to empty some out. And then Sharana had completed that act, which was the Lord. And uh, then later in the in the room, when we were praying together ourselves after this, I, I would I was praying, and I just I saw just you know in the spirit realm, I saw this seal being broken, yep. and I did not even equate it to this. Then she spoke up, and she's like, "The seal! It was the seal! Yeah. It was a prophetic act of breaking the seal because." You know, there's so many people in the world uh, that just say God doesn't exist. 
There is no God. And they're speaking these words, and it's creating an atmosphere up in the heavenly, up in the heavenly realm where it's hard for God in, in his spirit to penetrate and to get through. And so what happened was that seal was broken of this entering in and this prophetic act that was I mean, we knew it was. Mm -hmm. There was no doubt that God used us for that purpose. And that was the reason we three went to Dubai. Yes. It was amazing. So um, this is me. You won't be able to hear me very well, but. Then this is Sharonda. The pictures? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're on our way. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so tell them what happened. So as you can see, when Melissa poured this in, it like, peace, peace, peace. Leslie had a little bit more. Then we were like, oh, we have a paper clip. So we broke up the sand. And of course, I had to go last, you know, just happened that way. And it was pouring out. And we had taken some pictures. And so I'm standing there facing this way, and it's flowing out. And this guy is walking up in a suit, black suit, professional. He's like, ma'am. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm about to go to jail. So I start freaking out. And he was like, y'all's pictures are ready. So I was like, oh, okay. She, she just put her thumb over the, the, yeah, the, the, the end of it right it. quick. So then he turns to walk away, and he's like, slips on sand. And he's like, <laughs> like kicking it. I'm like, I hope that's like, sand from the sandstorm and not from what we did. And he walks away, and we walk back inside, and I'm like, here, Melissa. Here, Melissa, I don't want the bottle. I'm trying to get the evidence. evidence. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get caught with this bottle. <laughs> right. It was it was pretty funny because even the there's a sheet guy I guess you call him he was up there like a guard up there at the top like I said we were the last ones to leave I mean it was it was every they you know we got our pictures and they even threw in a couple of souvenirs for us and teasing us and having a good time so we were in trouble praise God we were not in trouble so we, we didn't know quite what was going to happen we didn't even know that there was going to be a window access up there yeah so we true. just boldly were like we're going to take this in and do this and that again was the Lord yes yeah. and it was like a little opening just yeah. it was right there where we were so it was it was very and that's right where they took the picture of us too so that was pretty cool <laughs> it was really nice uh, here's just some of the architecture you can see that, um, the, you know, the, the one that kind of looks like a boat at the top. They have one of those in Malaysia also, um, in, in um, Kuala Lumpur. But you can see just their architecture. I just wanted you to kind of see their buildings. They were just absolutely beautiful. And then the one that looks like um, a donut, uh, that uh, I have some more information about that, so I'll go to the next one. <clears throat> now, this is called the Muse Museum of the Future. It's wrapped in Arabic calligraphy, and at night it lights up. And so the information I found online is like, uh, speaking during the unveiling, Sheikh Mohammed said the future belongs to those who can imagine it, design it, and execute it. Here in the UAE, we think differently. While others try to predict the future, we create it. Stainless steel panels is covered with Arabic calligraphy, with the lines being from, from a poem by the ruler, Sheikh, whatever his name, himself. So anyway, it lights up at, at night, too. It's actually very interesting when you're driving down the road. It's very cool. This is a cell shape. Um, it's called Burj Al 
uh, Arab Hotel and Beach, and we every picture seemed like almost a lot of pictures anyway. A lot of pictures we took. This was in the background. Yes. Um, and we were photobombed a lot by guys. Like yeah, we would yeah. be taking our pictures and they would like, Can I get a picture? Yeah. And we're like, Yeah, we have, we have a picture. A lot, we had a lot of, they have they have a lot of pictures of us, these uh, Arab <laughs> guys. With, yeah. They had to be in the picture with us. It was pretty interesting. Kinda of remind me when we went to um Egypt stand when that, that man asked if his wife who was dressed in the um, all the black outfit with only her eyes showing. He wanted her, his wife to have a picture with me. And I was in Egypt. It was very, very hot. And there was not really, there wasn't restrictions or anything, but I had shorts on and a short sleeve shirt. And, and it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, Playboy by anybody, <laughs> my wife here. I know. It's always, you know, she just like hugged me so tight and everything. It was like, it was just strange. But she had, he had to have that picture of me with his wife. Whatever. Sure, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, this was in the foyer of the Marriott in Dubai, and uh, so, yeah, we were just kind of, like I said, so it's a mechanical camel. <laughs> yeah, so fun. yeah, we're still cracking Melissa out of her shell. She didn't want to get on yeah, the camel. Yeah, She's like, Melissa, get on it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then she runs and hops on it. It's like, woo! <laughs> and then people are asking me, they're like, how's your trip going? Texting me from back home. And I would send them that picture and say, well, this is my boss. <laughs> How did she go again? Woo! I was. I was. I was riding there. Her feet are not touching the ground right there. And that, like, that was like the whole trip. So everywhere she went, she was like up in the air, up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the desert camp this was great fun i could not wait to take these two girls on it because i've been on it before and you've seen the commercials where they're uh, advertising their suv that can go in the sand dunes and you know drive around and and that's what it's like i mean i, I don't know why we don't have video footage of some of this but that ride is was I, they put me in the front <laughs> I had my hands like this most of the time, covering my eyes. It's like, you're supposed to watch what you're doing if you're going to be in the front. But anyway, and then um, Sharonda and Melissa in the, 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 the middle seat row. And then we almost were getting towards the end. And so uh, I said, have, have you ever rolled? Have you ever rolled it? And he just kind of kept his mouth shut for a little bit. And he's like, did he say like once? Did he say I once? I think he did. I think he said once. I'm like, oh, don't roll it today. And so what did you do? So <laughs> Melissa's like, roll it, roll it, roll it. They're like, cancel that prayer. Cancel that prayer. No. Are you canceling that? <laughs> and it seems like kind of like next to me, like, yeah, do it. Do no. it. Do it. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it was fun. But it got him to get more out of control with the vehicle, which I love. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a lot of fun. So we went to this desert camp because we were also going to do a prophetic act there, too, which you're, you're going to see. I mean, the places we went, we, we, um, we turned it into the Lord. It was not just a for tourist you know, trap thing. It was great. So here we're on the camels, um, and you know you can see what that. It was just it was just dirt out there, and then they had or sand out there, and then they had their um, like a little camp where you can have dinner. They had entertainment too. We didn't really stay for the entertainment because we had our own entertainment we were doing with the Lord on there. We were right there, right at sunset, so it was really pretty. They, they were. They were wearing masks. Praise God, so they didn't spit all over us. So that was great because that's what stinks. Here's that camel a, was that camel was like done. Uh, yeah, this this was, we Melissa was and I the, the camel we were on. He didn't want to get up. He didn't want to go down. He didn't want to walk. He he wanted <laughs> actually he wanted to be in front. And so he was yeah he was 
angry. He, he, the other two camels were pretty quiet, not ours. He was, mm, he he was, was talking. Yeah, he was talking. He was not. <laughs> this is a little long, but it's still fun. Uh, the man in the blue was, uh, that's Masih's nephew, Azim. And so Sharonda's in the front and she's trying to do her recording while my GoPro. <laughs> Look, this side. Hello. <laughs> Wow, Sharanda, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> what message you want to send to Brendan? I love you, Ben. <laughs> you cover that, I'll cover this one. I mean, you could have paid for a 15-minute ride, but <laughs> that's a little shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I think it was worse going down than going up. I'm gonna cover you guys. Okay. Look at my feet swinging. I'm like, I was concerned she was gonna fall off. <laughs> She's so tiny. <laughs> he didn't want to go down. He did not want to go down. <laughs> So there's our picture. <laughs> I think that's when it was going up. Uh, no, that was coming down. Yeah, okay. yeah. That very much summarizes our relationship yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Pastor Massey and his and Azim went so Masih's like a show-off. <laughs> no hands. Yeah, and the camel started coming up and he like grabbed He was like fast. a seven-year-old little boy. He, he just loved the camel ride more than anything. He did. And here we're about to do a prophetic act um, right there in the sand. And Joshua 1.3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given you to you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness... And this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and into the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And that was our declaration. And that also, when I prayed, that it would be given back to, to Israel's, Israel. So, um, Masih found a big stick, and we made it big so that even the planes flying over could see the cross and see Jesus written in the sand. You can see our feet making the declaration. What well, shoes? they didn't take their shoes off. We ladies took our it's shoes off. Not e we were climbing uh, sand dunes, <laughs> and it looks so much easier in the movies, but yeah, it, it was actually not. was quite a workout. So you we know, we had on flip-flops, those three ladies, and it's not easy to walk on the, up the hill in sand with 
Plus, I didn't. I wouldn't want sand all in my shoe anyway. Yeah. We honor you. We give our glory to you, Lord. Your word says, "Wherever you place your foot, I have given that land to you." Yes. Lord, we claim this land and the people of this land for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we thank you. And as we have placed our feet here, we thank you. Lord, and we ask the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to be poured in this place. And Lord, we pray that you bless all of us. We thank you. We just praise you. We honor you. We exalt you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So that was really, that was a fun time, but it was also emotional and very um, powerful. Yeah, powerful time with God there. Uh, this is the Atlantis, that big building there in the center. It's a big hotel. It's called the Palm in Dubai. You have to go across a bridge and underneath the ocean, actually, even to get there. Uh, there was told, I don't know, I didn't confirm this, but it was told to us that Trump owns that, the Atlantis there. I don't know. Uh, this is us in front. We were out of order, as you can see in the picture. <laughs> we, had to, we had to retake pictures. Yeah, we did retake pictures. <laughs> but this, we did drive um, by it. Didn't, we didn't have to get to go inside it, but it's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful um, hotel right on um, the Arabian Sea. So then we made it right, right? Mm -hmm. And Oreos. Yeah, and Oreos. <laughs> and you see, you know, even the one picture in the distance, the... The sailboat um, hotel. Uh, the building that's got like layers of bricks on it was really interesting to me. We didn't stop to get out, but so I had to get a quick picture of it. But it was really interesting how they're building that. They're actually yeah. in the process of building that one. It's like layers of bricks, kind of like that game Jenga. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's Now, this was the spice souk there in Dubai. Um, especially Melissa went crazy over the spices, but we all did. Because you walk up, I mean, I, I'm thinking, yeah, we'll go to the spice souk. Why not? We, we're here. Right? We'll see what it's like. Oh, my goodness. I mean, any spice you could ever think of in your life is there. And it looks like bowls of ice cream. Yep. It was so colorful, so beautiful. And as a matter of fact, um, even... Um, uh, Benice, who was making this collage for us, she's like, what's that picture of all that ice cream? Spices. <laughs> so it was very, very fun, very interesting. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it, was, uh, it smelled amazing. Um, there was just, it was a big market. Um, and so every market, they call it a souk. So they have different markets. This one was uh, spice market and uh, you know I w I didn't know what everything was but I found this really like blue one and apparently it's indigo and I was like oh, well I just want to take it home I guess my kids can like dye t-shirts or do something fun with it <laughs> but it's good for face masks so that apparently is something that it does um, so that was really nice to go see that also the yellow right next to the blue that's sulfur um, so you know and they were very interested into burning some of these incense. There are some of the 
the spices so we could smell it. We weren't so interested in it, but it was, but they, um, but yeah, I mean, some of them smelled really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. And we have some few here later when I come up and look uh, in the little jars. There's some that um, Sharonda, I guess, brought and then you brought too. Um, we came back with also there's teas you see there in the front, uh, different teas that we brought. That's what you really enjoyed, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the teas. So here's the, just a picture of what the market looked like while we were walking down. Now, the Dubai frame is um, a large building in the middle of Dubai, and it was designed to represent a metaphorical connection between the old city and the new city. So when you're up there at the top, one side you, you look out the window and you can see the old city. On the other side you look out and you see the new city. And this is called the Dubai frame. It's said to be the largest picture frame in the world. So we decided to go up there. That's my foot. So every when you, when you get to the top, it's 48 stories high. When you get to the top, they have in the, right in the middle, that's where they want you to walk. We didn't know what was about to happen, so we took a step, and it like the whole floor opens up. That's what it looks like to us, and you can see down to the ground underneath mm-hmm. us. So you can see here, that's what it looks like yeah. when we were walking on the top of there. <laughs> It was a little, it was a little shaky freaky, yeah. at first, you know. Then, then it was became cool, and then it was like, you know, then you start taking pictures. No, no, the building was not shaking. But because we it's were like you're, you're walking on glass, and you can see down, yeah. so you're just like it your body be, is unsteady. It would unsteady. be opaque, so it would be opaque. You could not see through it, and then it would flash, yeah, and you it would open up, and you could see that you yeah. were standing. So on. you didn't know until you took a step that it was going <laughs> to open up for you to see. Yeah, yeah. And so it was 48 stories high. <laughs> See how it went opaque and then it opens back up? <laughs> it was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> you can walk on the, the regular side. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can you turn your microphone on? So, 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 so. So, so. So, as you looked at the old city, what was the old city looking like as compared to the new city? The old city was... Um, tents? No, well, no, not tents so much as just their mud buildings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they on were, the... They were uh, very uniform in, yeah. sha- in size nice. and shape. They mm-hmm. were light colored and they were just <laughs> square buildings, very low level. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a lot of height to them. And then, so it was just spread out. I um, mean, it looked like older architecture. And that was all one side of the whole window scape. And then when you turn to the other side, um, you see all of the skyline of those huge uh, buildings, skyscrapers stretching as far as you can yep. see. So it's really dramatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very different. You know, we didn't know that's what we were going <laughs> to see when we got up there. But uh, may, I, may I say something on that? Yes. I called, I, I, I guess it was actually Lindsey Williams called me. And of course, he's the guy that used to be a chaplain. Uh, to the Alaska Pipeline, and he said the guy that he, that he used to get his information from was the guy with Atlantic Richfield that they sent over to Dubai to develop the oil. And he said when he arrived, he said literally they were riding camels and living mm-hmm. in tents. Yeah. And that was in like... Not, not long ago. No, long like ago, 1975, yeah. somewhere I, in well, there. Well, yeah, I had a ride up at the very end. I'll tell you what year it was. I think it was 1980s so, even. It's oil. That, yeah. my, that's my point. Oil is the difference between the oil city, yeah. old city, and a lot of the stuff the that city. was built that's in the new Dubai is like very new, like yeah. 2000s. Yeah. 
Very nice. And that's just another place that we were eating and just some more pictures of us. And then we went to the gold souk. Yeah, that's my place. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we, I mean, my eyes were huge. So like, much gold. There was you everywhere you look. Imagine. I mean, yeah, and we just took a few pictures. But, you, I mean, gold, gold. Every, every store had gold. Gold, gold, gold. And then the picture, of, that's a ring. That's the largest ring in the world. And here's Melissa, and she says, if you're going to marry her, you've got to get her the, the ring That's like nice. that with a big old diamond. So don't These, even entertain it unless you're going to come home with a big old diamond. <laughs> These are my standards. Where do you measure up? <laughs> That's so right. I, I have a few questions. Yes. Yes, most of them spoke English. And as far as the gold, it's the market rate around the world. So you, the, where you get the good deal is, um, no, where, where you get the good deal is on their design, mm -hmm. you know, have the, or what they're, what they're making and the, what they've put together in the store. Uh, that's where you can negotiate. But the, the price for gold was the same around the globe. They don't really, they don't mark that down. I thought maybe they would, um, but they didn't. So this is, this is the world's largest ring. It's worth $3 million. Actually, it was told us there was actually more than that. Uh, so probably by now, since this write-up, it's probably worth a whole lot more just because gold uh, going up. It weighs 140 pounds. That's more than you weigh. You can't wear that ring. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just wear it around her waist. <laughs> it was huge. It was interesting because... Um, I knew the gold suka was supposed to be there somewhere, but it's huge. The gold, the gold market's huge, and we just kind of came up on it. It's kind of funny because the, a lot of the soreners, they were attracted to me. They were coming to me, and they're like, she's the boss. I think they said it like three times. She's the boss. I'm like, I don't have any money. Also, then we, the reason I went to Dubai and I wanted to take these two ladies is that I was supposed to speak at this Impact International Pastor Women's Conference, and it, at, it first started off, there was, um, I didn't put that, that slide on there, but it was like 10 men, and then it was me, was the only woman, so I told Pastor Messiah, I said, am I the only woman that's going to speak? So then they decided to add some other ladies, and to do the, also part of it <clears throat> for the Women's Conference, and um, it was actually very disorganized, but um, we're going to go back and do one that's organized. And there were mainly people coming from India to attend, pastors from India coming to attend this. And we were, I was supposed to minister, but because of, um, uh, to avoid a COVID um, vaccine, we, Sharon and I had to go, and also Masis too, we had to go early. So we actually, the day it started on the 28th, we actually flew out that night to Pakistan so we could avoid that. Um, I was supposed to minister but I did again. I had to leave early. They really did, and some of them, when we were in Malaysia ministering stand, they remembered me, and they because they came from, they were at that that yeah. conference a couple they years ago. They were walking up saying, "Oh, I was so excited yeah. to hear your Kundalini and then I'm talk sorry. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear my Kundalini talk. <laughs> what were you going to talk about? <laughs> like I'm not going to be here. I did get to remain there and go see <laughs> and represent um, our group, our church. Um, for that, and we were very, very well received. They were so gracious, and uh, 
I actually got to see a lot of, they would, most of the ministers were from India that attended this conference. And they would love to take out their phone and show you what's going on and talk about their ministry because they themselves are ministers. And I saw just um, so many pictures of uh, the hardships that the Christians there are facing. Um, so one of them, these, I guess they were two brothers. They showed me that they were digging a well. It's, it's not illegal to be a Christian in India, but to, that you're not received very well by your peers. And so what happened was that this uh, family had become, uh, given their life to the Lord, and they cut them off of the water supply. So that was really dramatic. And they actually had to get together, band together, and they dug a well. And I saw the pictures of that. Um, wow. I saw pictures of Christians in hospitals. Um, they would burn their houses to the ground just for believing in our Lord and Savior. Yeah, they've been very persecuted, so, really, for the last little bit. That was very eye-opening, yes. Yeah. So there's a picture of me. I went up on the stage. We were there um, when it was supposed to start, so Pastor Missy was going to see if I could go ahead and speak for a little bit. But they were an hour and a half late getting there, so shortly after that, within 10 minutes, um, Jerron and I had to leave. But I went up on the stage because I was, I didn't know, I don't know which one of y'all took that picture of me, but um, I was, um, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. So I just prayed for the conference and I just, I was so heartbroken that I was not going to be able to minister to these people. Um, they came in right at the last minute when we were leaving. And again, they did, they wanted me, they wanted to hear me minister and, and pray for them. And my heart is longing to go to India. Never thought I would be one to do that. Never, and uh, and I didn't know until we were in Malaysia how strongly my heart went towards them. So I was ready to cry. I kept telling Sharon, I said, I just want to cry. Yeah, it was about for two days after that she was still I saying, was, I wish I was there so yeah. I could speak. I was really was wanting really to minister. I was so heartbroken. So they have what they call the 24-carat bite. We didn't order one because the Barge Cleef is like $100, but... Yeah. Uh, but this, the one, the one there, the, the take a 24 care about that was actually at the airport at Hard Rock Cafe. Hard, yes. They had, and then the one on the, on the, on the other side is, um, this was, I, I don't know if it was at the Burj Cliff, it might've been somewhere, but they had, it says it consists of five Wagyu, Wagyu, Wagyu beef patties, truffle cheese, which you would have liked. Uh, seared and ethically sourced something, blah, 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 saffron, saffron mayonnaise and blackberry ketchup. It cost a whopping $63 so per piece. Their that's their Whopper. <laughs> now I put on here, now that's a, a water burger. burger. <laughs> 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 that's a water burger. This was the history. Uh, from a humble village to cosmopolitan city. Dubai has transformed from a fishing village to one of the most modern and innovative cities in the world today. Tracing its origins back to 3000 BC, Dubai's inhabitants made their livelihood from fishing, pearl diving, boat building, and sea trading before the discovery of oil in the late 1960s. In 1971, Dubai joined the neighbors to form the United Arab Emirates, safeguarding the area's prosperity. I will tell you that Dubai, we felt very safe there. Yes. There is no homeless on the streets. There's no dirt on the streets. No, that's very clean. Uh, they, they all get along. They're all cultures, all different religions. Matter of fact, if you even think you're going to be mean to somebody, you'll be arrested. So it, we actually, I, uh, I think we kind of agree. I, I felt very safe. Oh, yeah. 
there. I mean, we were we tried to stay together. We we messed up once, didn't? But we we want to stay together to make sure that we were protected. But uh, for the most part, it's 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 a safe place. Yeah. It's a good place. It's an interesting place. They have the Dubai 2020 going on right now, a big expo. The you know uh, new world um, gadgets and things that they that people come up with. But we had to leave before that started. And they said that you, the people from other countries <coughs> can't even move to Dubai unless they have a working yes. visa. So there's, that's why there's no homeless people. And this was, I just took a picture from the plane, um, but it was 8,000, how many? 8,822 8, miles. 8,396. I'll figure out where you're, okay, well, yeah, there we go, it's on the top. 8,396 miles. Um, from Dallas to Dubai. Yeah. So we actually flew um, straight over Canada and uh, right on the edge of Greenland and into Eastern Europe. And then when we came back, uh, we went through more of uh, Saudi and Russia. So like that. It's interesting. You can see Baghdad not too far. <laughs> Things like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Um, thank you all for praying for us. Um, we felt the prayers of all of you that yes. prayed for us every day. And it was an amazing trip. The next session, starting at 1030, uh, we will, Sharonda and I will talk about our trip to Pakistan. But anyway, but God bless you all. Thank, thank you all you. for uh, listening to our story on Dubai. Praise God. Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So glad that you're joining us online and also those of you that are here today. A couple of announcements. I've got my helper here, Scarlett. So she's going to help me uh, show you these. Uh, this one is for to remind you to fall back with your or turn back your clock one hour. And that is on Saturday, November the 6th. So I want you to remember about that. I'll take this one from you. Also, for those of you that can join us, please let me know ahead of time. But we have a sign-up sheet for those of you to join us on our Thanksgiving dinner here at the church. It'll be one service only, and that's on November the 14th. Uh, we want as many of you to come. We have a great time fellowshipping one with another, and also a wonderful fun game that Leslie comes up with. So, you know those are always fun. And also next Sunday, the 31st, is Friend Day. So we encourage all those that are watching online, come in for our Friend Day. That's on October the 31st. We'll have two services. We'll have the 930 service and also the 1030 service. And then we're also going to have um, a taco bar afterwards to come and join just a fellowship and have a fun time just eating together fellowshipping with one another, and then also there'll be someone that's going to make uh, balloon characters for the kids. Maybe they'll make one for me, too. I like the little ladybugs. And then also we'll have, um, I, guess, I think, face painting. Are they going to do that, too? That's okay, honey. <laughs> so that'll be on October 31st. That's next Sunday. Uh, please bring a friend. So here, those of you here in the church, I need to know, so I know how much to order from Roses. How many are you planning to, of you are planning on bringing at least a friend? Would you please raise your hand? Okay, the rest of you need to, between now and then, raise your hand. I'll bring somebody. Okay. Uh, we want you to bring friends, uh, find someone, meet someone, make a new friend, make a new buddy this week and bring them next, next uh, Sunday. Uh, this is also to sign up for... 
for Tony. Tony, can you come up here? We want to pray for you also. Um, but I want to, and so Stan, can you come up here too? Lou, would you come up here? We want to pray for uh, Tony because he's about to go to Honduras. You leave tomorrow, correctly? Come over this way a little bit to me. Uh, he goes, leaves tomorrow for Honduras for a week. How long? A week. A week. A week. So we want to pray a blessing over him. Uh, you know, God is already providing so much for them, but, you know, there's always more that's needed. But what he really needs is for people to sign up to pray for the, a 24-hour time slot. Pray and fast. Uh, we had around the whole time we were leaving for Dubai and Pakistan, people praying that signed up here in this church. And I want to make sure that he is covered too. So there's quite a few dates that are not filled in. So, yes, sir. Please put your email. And most of these have not done that. So put your name and your email because Barbara needs them. So Barbara, I'm going to let you come over here and pick this up. And then Judith, can you hand those out for her since she's going to be doing something different? Can you give those papers to Jill? To oh, you already did? Never mind. Okay, she's got them. Okay, perfect. So go around. Just make sure we get that every day filled in to pray for Tony. Um, and the, I guess there's a team of you going. Yeah. Is that right? Sorry, I've been gone, so I'm having to ask questions. I haven't been here to find out all the answers. Uh, the team of them going to, to minister uh, to for Honduras, so you know, they really are needing prayer. There's there's a lot of things that just devastation that's happened there in Honduras. So we want to see that take place. And we're going to pray for him, and then I'll have you come. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love this man of God so much. And also, Lord, I know that you have a plan on his life, that you have uh, directed this step for him to go to Honduras. We just plead the blood of Jesus over him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, just as we proclaimed and declared and decreed in Dubai and also Pakistan that everywhere the sole of his foot touches, every uh, place in the air, everywhere that he's in a car, everywhere that he goes, Lord, we give that back to you. We just declare it for you. And so, Lord, I ask that you protect him, protect his feet, protect his hands, protect his eyes, protect his heart, protect his, uh, his mind, protect him again from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We just take authority over the enemy that would try to come in and cause a distraction. We cancel that plan and attack in the name of Jesus. We just declare that he'll stay healthy the whole time and be healthy when he returns. And Lord, even as he lays hands on people, that he will, there will not be an attack that will come back. We ask that you give him discernment. Make him aware of his surroundings naturally as well as spiritually, Lord. Lord, we ask for a great and a wonderful report when he returns back to us. We can't wait to hear what that you've done using this man and others with him. Lord, just anoint him. Anoint him as he goes. Anoint him for the service of the Lord as he goes. Anoint him with favor everywhere that he goes in the name of Jesus. That there not be any kind of complication come his way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. And. And. Okay, turn and, your microphone on, Sam. It's on. And. And. And, and, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, we put your angels around about him, send him, protect him. But Lord, more than just protect him, give him the words to say, to lead people to Jesus. Open this up. Let this be a big door to win a lot of people to the Lord. I got a mind. Let's get in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people to the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. You agree? Amen. 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 Yes, Amen. Amen. And I will add. This is exciting. 
By to you, Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 for protection, and I also ask that you keep his family safe and his house safe, and that there will be no plans and attacks of the enemy that will come back to bite you later. I put a bloodline around you and your family and all your finances. And Lord, Amen. we ask for supernatural favor. Amen. And to you, we bind his. We believe in miracles. Acts 2:22 that you will be confirmed with signs, wonders, and miracles pointing people to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hear his amen. voice and show him how to minister and that this would not be the last but the first of many more ministry trips. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is making us a mission trip. I love it. Amen. 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 So Cambodia is too, soon to come. All right, God bless. Amen. All right, Melissa, come up here. we got a couple of announcements. Can you need help down? Can you get down okay? Uh, come up here. She has a couple announcements for um, uh, regarding the church, for children's church. October is a month that's really heavy uh, in, a, in an atmosphere uh, with spiritual warfare. And so we've been teaching our children that they are mighty through God. They are warriors in Christ. And we're wearing the uh, armor of God. And uh, we've they actually had a lot of fun making uh, their swords of the spirit. We're going to forge our um, shields of faith really soon. And our classroom is going to get raided with the fiery darts of the wicked one with some Nerf guns. <laughs> so I just so want to bring the Nerf guns, right? Yeah, please bring your Nerf guns. Uh, bring your Nerf gun to church um, <laughs> on October 31. Uh, that is when we will be setting up and doing that. And, of course, invite any children uh, or, you know, parents that you know that would want to participate. It's going to be a really good time. And that starts next, next Sunday. Amen. All right, thank you. Thank you for those of you that have been involved in Children's Church. It's been a blessing to the parents and everything. All right, well, um, it's, uh, let's pray, and then we're going to take up an offering. But let's stand up. Let's pray for our service today. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before your throne of grace and mercy and Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we can come here and that we can call upon your name. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Let everything be done decently and in order. Lord, continue to bring those in that are like-minded to this church to be a part of our fellowship. And also keep growing those online to be a part of our fellowship. Lord, we love you so much. And we give you praise and honor and glory. And those that could not be with us today because of sickness, we just, in the name of Jesus, we cancel that plan of attack of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We cancel it off. And we say that spirit of infirmity that's on them, we command you to leave them right now in Jesus' name. You must go. You must go. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. And Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over those that are here in our service today and those that are watching. The blood of Jesus and the angels to be placed round about them, Lord. And Lord, as they enter into the time of praise and worship before you, that they are able to set aside every heavy weight, everything that's holding them back. Lord, continue to make a way to bring them to be a part of this church. And Lord, we just declare that in the name of Jesus, that next Sunday, the friend day, that this place will be full. And that many will find favor and they'll want to be fellowshipping with us. Lord, we thank you that you're going to direct each person to bring a friend or a couple friends next Sunday. And Lord, we just declare it, we decree it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your presence here today. We ask that you anoint the service, anoint the praise and worship, and anoint each one of us to receive the word today. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated for just a moment. We have um, uh, Brandon coming to talk about offering. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Brandon. We're just going to visit for a minute about uh, giving. Um, if you can, put Luke 638 on the screen for me, please. When, when you get a second. So Luke 6.38 says, give. The rest of the scripture doesn't really matter. <laughs> it says, give. The rest of the scripture really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not, it, it doesn't say, well, if you can, Give. It says give. It's time to give. So I just I just want to share with you personally how I see that. If you've ever been to a baseball game or a softball game for the girls, the coach, anytime anyone ever gets up to bat, what do they do? They clap. They encourage. They say, you can get a piece of that ball. You can hit that ball. Swing that bat. You're going to make contact. You can do this. I got you back. We've had practice. We can make this happen, right? Well, when Luke 6.38 says, give, what does that mean? He got us. It's already done. He got us. So what do we do? We give. Well, I got $3 in my bank account. Well, let me, let me share this with you. You don't let that $3 speak to you. You speak to that $3. You say, I call home that prosperity. My bank account is plentiful in the name of Jesus. Speak it forth, and it'll be there. So, okay. Can we, can we go, is it? Oh, is it 38? Luke 6, 38? Anyways, let me, if I could, borrow someone just for a second. Anyone? There we go. All right, we're going to do a little analogy here. As the windows of heaven open, right? That's how things are poured out. So, and we're not talking about tithing, we're talking about giving. This is, this is different. This is bigger. This is what the Lord really wants us to do. So, as we begin to give, everything flows fine, but sometimes things happen. And we get on our face. And we repent or whatever the case may be. And we fix the issue. And so things begin to flow again. And after a while, we, we think we're comfortable. We're good. Everything's flowing just the way it needs to. And then he's going to ask for more. And see, so this lid is restrictive. It can only do so much. 
But at some point, he's going to want you to take that lid off. And then his hand will be upon you. He's got your back, remember? We've practiced. He's got this. At some point, we're just going to flow. And that, to me, through that verse of Scripture, the rest of it doesn't matter. Because, see, our heart attitude is we want to serve. We want to serve him. It's all about him anyways. It's not about us. How many times have we said, well, you can't take it with you? So, in my opinion, he's my retirement account. Right? He's, he's got the cattle on a thousand hills. What difference does anything else make? He is our retirement account. Thank you, Father. Okay, let's go ahead and, and uh, do the offering. Yes, just bring your offering up to the front, please. Thank you. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we boldly come before your throne of grace and mercy. I thank you so much for the revelation from Luke 6.38, just to give, just to give. Our heart attitude is to, is to love you and to serve you with all obedience. Father, it is time just to give. Just to give because we first love you. We thank you so much, Father. And I call forth any of those that struggle with this. I call forth the revelation of understanding that you truly are above all. You truly are Amen. the one that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. You truly are the one that has our back. And we can give, and we should, as, as your servant. We love you, Father God, and I. I call forth multiplication upon this offering today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Dearly Father, as you know, I watched another video yesterday of how Satanists have rituals, ceremonies, where they sacrifice and shed the blood, and the more innocent, the better, and how that actually opens portals up so that the devil can pour into them high technology so they can use it
to further kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, we ask this to be the thing that opens the portals of heaven, that you would pour out, just like you say right here, given down, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, that we ask that this would open portals to heaven. Amen. Open the windows of heaven Amen. and pour out not only the people here, but also the people in line. Hallelujah. Pour out from heaven blessings that there would not be room to receive, even though it would be pressed down, shaking together and running over. If the devil Jesus can open name. portals for high technology to kill, steal and destroy by killing, stealing and destroying, we can open portals to heaven by giving, by loving. And Lord, we thank you that your word is sure and that you cannot lie. And the, what you say is always yes and amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, now it's time for praise and worship. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and spread out. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together. You're the only answer to the darkness. You're the only right among the wrong. Yes, you are, Lord. You're the only hope among the chaos. You are the voice that calls me on. Louder than every light. My sword in every fight. The truth will chase away the night your name is power over darkness freedom for the captives mercy for the broken and the hopeless your name is faithful in the battle glory in the struggle mighty it won't ever stand or fail us your name is power hallelujah your name is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I know it is written, hope is certain. I know that the word will never fail. And I know that in every situation, you speak the power to prevail. Louder than every lie, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle. Mighty, it won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Hallelujah. Your name is power. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives in heaven, opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you shatter darkness. Light arrives in heaven opens. 
Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe that change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. Hallelujah! Your name is power over darkness. Freedom for the captives. Mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty it will let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Jesus. Your name is power. Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, Hallelujah. you are worthy. There is power in the name of Jesus. You are mighty. Power. We open up the power. doors and no man can shut and shut the doors and no man can open. Right power. now in the name of Jesus. Your love never fails. 
God. You laid down your perfect life. You are the brother and sister including me the, what I'm getting is to lay your reasoning down your reasoning whatever that reasoning might be because that trumps the Lord's word so today this moment search your heart lay all your reasoning why we cannot go to him why we cannot give why we cannot sacrifice our life? Why cannot, why can't we give our time? Just put your reasoning aside because number one is the Lord, nothing else. And pick up his word and do his word. You deserve the praise. Come on, give him praise for that word. He just encouraged us. If you want, if you need to come to the altar, if you need to kneel down where you are to just lay down all that reasoning that's in your own mind. Then I need to encourage you to do that. If you need to come to the, to the altar, lay it down. And now my shame is gone. And I stand amazed in your love undeniable. Your grace goes on and on. And I will sing of your goodness forevermore is Jesus you deserve the praise worthy is your name worthy is your name Jesus you deserve the praise worthy is your name 
make it the beginning and the end, Father God. Our friend, our deliverer, our redeemer, Lord, we cry out to you. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy, Father God. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. Hallelujah. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Hallelujah. I call forth the husbands of this church. The husbands that are watching online. I say, come to the altar and kneel. Some of you have hurt your wives. You need to come forth and ask the Lord to forgive you right now in Jesus' name. I call the husbands. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. You have hurt, you have hurt the weaker vessel. And it's time for now for you to repent and ask the Lord to forgive you right now in Jesus' name. You need to declare that your, your place, that your home is filled with His glory. It's filled with this peace. You need to declare those things to the Lord right now. Come up here, husband. Kneel down. Ask forgiveness. Quit hurting the weaker vessel right now in Jesus' name. Quit hurting them in the name of Jesus. Quit hurting them in the name of Jesus. Every husband come to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Kneel down. Kneel down. Jesus. They repent before you, Lord. Worthy is going to be your name in their home, Lord. Worthy is going to be your name in their home. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you. I just pray over all these men online and also those all that are up here on this altar right now in the name of Jesus. We just declare right now that you hear their prayers. We decree their homes are filled with praise. Their home is filled with the word of God. That they're loving their wives and they're going to do according to your word. And they're not going to hurt them, Lord, in the name of Jesus with word in action or in deed. Lord, we cancel that plans and attacks upon marriages right now in Jesus' name in the church. We cancel it right now. No more divorce, divorce in the name of Jesus. Those that are associated with the spirit of prophecy church. No more divorce in the name of Jesus. We 
cancel that plan and attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And we lift up your name. We lift up your name in the name of Jesus to all these that have come forth and all those that are online. And we say, worthy is the name of Jesus in your place. Worthy is the name of Jesus in your home. Worthy is the name of Jesus with your children and all that you do with your work. And Lord, I ask for increase now in their workplace right now in Jesus' name. Increase in pay, Lord. Favor in the name of Jesus, Lord. That it'll just come from the heavens. Pour out a blessing to them. Thank you for their submissiveness, Lord. Thank you that they're obedient. And Lord, thank you that they love their wives in Jesus' name. Amen. Give each other a hug, you men. Hug each other and say, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being obedient to the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Also, the children can stay in here. I think that they'll like it. Um, they'll like the pictures. They'll like the videos. I have 22 videos. <laughs> so, so hang in there. Hallelujah. Tell someone you're happy that you're here this morning. I have a question. How did it end up being 22 videos? <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? That's a good question. Hallelujah. Find the remote. Where is that? <clears throat> We're going to talk about our trip to Pakistan. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Get comfortable. Sorry, I don't have popcorn and Coke, but I do have fried chicken out there. <laughs> and some sweets from Pakistan. Yes, we're dressed in our Pakistan outfits. Hallelujah. Um, they are very blingy, very bright. And the, we did fit in. Are you on? We did fit in just amazing. It was amazing for what God did there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is she on? So this was... Um, um, I just, first of all, I just pray that y'all will just receive. Children, stay in here. Stay in here. You're going to like this. Keep the children in here. Yeah. If they, you know, it doesn't bother me if they make a little noise. Just go give them something to eat. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, come on, stay in here. If they don't like it, you can take them out. But especially the older ones, they're going to really like this. Who knows? There's probably... Some little missionaries here that are going to go. Yes, right? yes. And they need to see what God does. Amen. Amen. And for you to be a part of it, you were a part of our trip when we went to Dubai. You were a part of our trip when we went to Pakistan because you yes. prayed for us. You prayed for us. So you get to be a part and partaker of that blessing that came to us. Amen. Amen. So this was uh, our trip. We went to Lahore, Pakistan. We arrived there. Uh, Saranda and I on September the 28th, and we stayed there till October the 8th. It was at least ministering twice a day, sometimes more, because uh, the people there, they want to be ministered to. They want, um, they'll show the love of Jesus like we've never experienced before in our lives. And it's going to be hard for us not to get choked up sometimes just because of our remembrance of some of these pictures that we're going to show you. Because the people there are so loving. The Christians there, they show the love of Jesus like nobody I've ever seen in my life. I, I was amazed at how um, humble, I mean, we became because, I mean, we received the blessing more than they received the yes. blessing. And we felt the love of Jesus on those that struggle, uh, just barely making it in life, but they love the Lord and they wanted to show their love to us. They showed their love, how much they love Jesus by just, uh, just, they minister to us by a lot of food. Yes, and coffee and, and tea. coffee and tea, and whatever. I mean, just loved us, just loved us unconditionally, and um, you'll you'll find out through some of the pictures, just some of the other things that they did. Uh, this is the traffic in 
Lahore, Pakistan. Yeah, we thought rush hour here was bad. <laughs> I mean, I had my eyes closed most of the time while we were driving down the road. And screaming. And screaming. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my goodness. It was, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was um, pretty frightening because there were so many people. They'd be walking the street, uh, donkeys in the street, oxes in the street, thousands and thousands and thousands of motorcycles in the street. And they didn't care who they cut in front of. And um, just because we were in a 10-passenger van, it did not matter. Those motorcycles took precedence. Yes. They, they got they their way. The ro the road. They, they ruled the road. And uh, people, you'll see pictures of moms even holding their babies on the motorcycle. Five people on a motorcycle. And that's how they got around. This is a Pastor Ayub and Grace. They greeted us at the airport about 4, in three, four or 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. We arrived there about 3 in the morning. And this is how they greeted us. Flowers were those so flowers. heavy. I was like, yeah, I can barely was, hold. Like, can we get the beautiful. pictures? I can't hold these. This, it was. <laughs> and then we went to, um, they took us to the home where they watch over. There's a, it's called Safe Haven Orphanage. Uh, actually, Pastor Massey's nephew runs the orphanage. He actually lives in Ohio. His name's Azim. But he was there uh, at the same time when Pastor Massey came over. He was actually in Dubai with us too, but... He's there right now to try to find another home for this, the orphanage. So I'd like for y'all to pray that that would happen quickly, yes. that they would have a home for these children. There's 15 children in this orphanage. They were absolutely beautiful. We fell in love with every one of them. Yes. Every one of them, I would have loved to have brought them back home, but I didn't know how Stan would feel with all of a sudden having 15 <laughs> children. <laughs> we would have split them up. I could have split them somewhere with you. Yeah. Well, we would have alternated we weeks. Yeah. But, but oh, I tell you, you would love them because they'll massage your, your feet, feet, they'll massage your shoulders, whatever. They were just yes. so gracious. And they were so excited. When we would walk in from ministering, they would all, we'd walk in their little area of study first, and they would all stand to their feet. And, Hi, how are you? And greet us. I mean, they were so well disciplined, and it was from age, I think, was it six or seven, that little girl? She's not yes. in the picture, but to uh, age 15. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were so amazing. And just beautiful, beautiful children. And here's some uh, more pictures of just the, the children and some of the staff members that were there. <clears throat> um, I only got like a couple hours sleep, so it's Rhonda, but they, <laughs> we, came, we, we woke after sleeping a couple hours, and it was like they kind of all us? started greeting us into the little living room area. And I'm like, Shonda, they want me to pray for them. <laughs> yep. And I was like, go get yep. the oil. <laughs> I said, go get the oil. So we started praying for them. And uh, every one of them had to be prayed for. They had to be touched. They had to be touched by a minister of God. They had to be touched That's by American. They felt like they were, they were not going to, um, they were going to lose something, lose, they were going to not have something for, from God if they didn't get touched. And so we, we did. We touched every one yes. of them. You can see just some pictures. The flowers, petals you see on the floor, I'll let you tell this part. When we arrived at the home there at the orphanage. So we walk in and you know how like, you're just looking around and I'm like, before I can say something, I see something on the fan and I'm like, Leslie, because it looks like dust. And I'm like, and then the fan turns on and I'm like, <gasps> and these rose petals just start flying off the fan. And of course That's we didn't know, so we're like <gasps> scared. Like we were like, oh man. And we didn't even know. I don't think that we knew that the, was the orphanage at that point no, in we time. Did not, so no. we're in there like screaming and having a good time. And then we wake up the next day and we're like, oh, I hope we didn't wake up the kids because it was so early in the morning. And then they take us into another room and they turn on another fan and just more rose petals three different times. Just, But I will tell you, when we got up a couple hours later, there was not a rose petal anywhere in that house. They keep things very, very clean 
in the homes. We visited many homes that while we were there. They were all just meticulously clean um, nothing and welcoming. Out of place. Yeah, nothing was out of place. And if they fed us, they brought out the best china they had. And it was beautiful. Beautiful I mean, china. It, it's a very, um, that's part of their custom. But they, they want to make you feel more than just welcome. They want you to feel like you're a king or a queen. Yes. That's what they want you to feel like. Uh, I mean, they even set me at the head of the table a couple of times. I'm like, I'm not the head here. So, um, you know, or let Miss Pastor see. But they would sit me there. And it's like they just treated us unbelievably wonderful. And it, it you know, really humbled me. And I know that Sharonda would yes. say the same thing. It humbled us to not only start showing the love of Jesus differently, it's also when somebody is visiting uh, to show them a different way. Um, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, uh, we did get some flowers when our husbands picked us up, but they didn't throw rose petals at us when we came in the door. <laughs> That's okay. We'll go back to Pakistan yeah. to get that, I guess. <laughs> but you can see that we were, you know, just, again, like it had to be prayed. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So this, this beautiful young lady, um, I came to her. I don't know. She was third or fourth person mm -hmm. of the of the of praying their team, pray, yeah, praying over the team there for the orphanage. And I said, "Are you married?" She goes, "No." But I, I want to be. Yeah, she goes, "I want to be." And so I said, "Okay." So we pray. So I prayed for her to have a husband, you know, a godly man, minister, blah blah blah, that kind of thing, and and just that it would come soon and things like that. And then I don't know, about four or five people later, this guy comes up and I said, "Are you married?" And he goes, "No." And I went, "Well." <laughs> And everyone's like, we've been, we've been hoping for them to get together. I know, we've been wanting them to get together. Pray for them together. <laughs> we've been wanting them to get married. And we're like, I said, well, we can make that arrangement right now. And so it can be an arranged marriage between you and you. It can be right now. And I said, Sharon and I can put a wedding together in an hour. She was like, no, hour. that's too soon, too soon. Yeah, she kept saying, it's too soon. I said, Sharon and I can do it in an she hour. She was like, well, we'll be back at the end of the week, so we'll do it then. <laughs> But anyway, it was kind of embarrassing her, but she was also just glowing. And this guy, you can see, he'd be like, all right, I'll take her. But, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't think they'll get married. But it was just, it was a fun time, and everybody was starting to laugh. And, and you know, and even the, and then, I guess, at the same time, we didn't know it, but uh, they had cameras all in the house. And so Azim, um, it's his home, his, his orphanage, and he had cameras all over the place. Well, they were in Dubai at the time. Did you see it? Did they, apparently it came live on the... On the you screen at one time? When we were praying over people? He did share that, but I saw a video footage of it. Yeah, so video footage of, us, of, of uh, praying for the people. <laughs> well, we, they were in Dubai and we were in Yeah. So in, in this picture, we wanted to gift our flowers yeah. for her marriage whenever it happens. And so Azim calls and he was like, have the guy get in the picture. Have, and I was like, what are you telling me? And I was like, oh, come get in the picture. He was like, there you go, there you go. So right. they were like watching everything we were doing. Yeah, we were just declaring something that I don't know that they want, but they make a cute couple, I think. Yeah. So we'll see. It's just fun. So here's just a couple of pictures of, you can see the, the, little, the little carriage or the little uh, taxi thing with the goats there with their heads sticking through. Uh, the guy with the baby on the front, the woman with holding the baby at the end of the mic, the, yep. the motorcycle. Can you find yourself, see yourself doing that, Leslie Ann? Can you imagine being on a motorcycle? With all three, Chris. Yeah, with all three kids. You, Chris, and all you, three Chris, kids. You, Chris, and all three kids, yeah. No. <laughs> like, the babies were just, like, the, the ladies were, siding, were sitting side saddle, and the babies were just standing yep. on their thighs, and they were just well, like. And one time, one lady was feeding a baby a bottle yep, on the so back. Yep, so was like this. I mean, and then the, the picture with the colorful truck looking thing there that's actually a trash truck um that that goes around 
And then the picture where we're in the car, then looking at the truck in front of us, those were some of our armed guards. They had a truck that would go ahead of us with armed guards in the truck, and then we would have armed guards in our the van that we were in also everywhere that we went. Yep. Even stayed at um, the house everywhere that we went, they were with us. And they were great men. They were wonderful men. And you would love to have them around yes. you anytime. Um, we would try to include them sometimes to come in and eat with us. And, no. and then finally, Missy goes, you know, I think they're trained not to do that. Yep. They, 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 be trained, sure they had to be alert. alert and they had to be watchful and they had to be at the door. You know, they, they made sure. There was one time in, um, we went to fill up with gas and we went to, they checked out the bathrooms for Sharon and I first to make sure it was westernized. And made sure that, yes, there was an actual toilet. And, and it, it was, was clean. clean. They were like, it's clean. not clean. We're not going here. Yeah. <laughs> they would even leave and go to another, you know, uh, shot place to, for us to be able to go to the restroom. And, uh, but I came out uh, of the bathroom stall and I look up and lizard on the wall. And I started screaming. And of course, about that time, all these armed guards are like, like you know, right at the like, door. Oh, like, oh, I guess I shouldn't lizard. be screaming. It's just a lizard. You know, they're like, you know, what happened to these Right, ladies? they're like, and was they're... somebody in there? We didn't know they were in there. <laughs> but I will say for not knowing us, they knew our next step before we even yeah. knew our next step. Yeah. So they were like, oh, let me get this. Let me get that. Like, yeah. they were on top of it. They were. Uh, look at all the shoes. You see all the shoes? That scared me. Scared me too. That was the shoe shop. They took the shoes off because that's how they sold their shoes. That was when you just walked. I mean, everything was on the streets. So if they needed it, they would, if they were poor, that's where they went. They went to the side of the road and bought their shoes and their clothes. Yeah. And Sharonda almost got hers taken a couple of times. I did. We did. We came out of one church and my shoes were gone. I was Because like, every church you went to, you took off your shoes. But a gentleman did off. He was like, here, have mine. They didn't fit. But I was like, thank you. Just going <laughs> across the floor. And then my shoes came back. Yeah. <laughs> Just funny things we got to show you too on things. So this is, a, well, this is the House of Prayer, the church in Lahore, Pakistan. I think it's the largest Christian church in Lahore. 3,000 plus people. This was, um, uh, well, the night, the night that uh, Pastor Messi had arrived there. So I guess it's the next night after we arrived. And this is, I think y'all saw some of this in the church here. They have more views than Fox News, this church. Pastor Michael Massey, Sister Leslie, and another sister. <laughs> he couldn't say her name. My name. <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely happiness and gladness for us that the people of the Lord came all over from America, and these people are here to minister the word of God. I would like to give them gift of honor through our tradition. Pastor Riyaz Saab Aenge or Pastor Michael Saab Ko Mala Pehna Kar Welcome Karenge. Zor Dar Taliyom I didn't know what was going on to you there. Gigi, Zor Dar Taliyom He loved it. Zor Dar Taliyom Fast enough, you could never get a step off fast enough. <laughs>
स्टेजकम और सिस्टर जाएंगी और इनको माला पहना कर वेलकम कर Which is what you see hanging up over here. Probably got about 10 of those while we were maybe more. Mm-hmm. Where we went. Please stand. You are really really interested. Agar aap रास्ता है क्या हम खुदाम की तारीफ कर सकते हैं जोरदार तालियां खुदाम यीशु मसीह के लिए जोरदार कहिए यीशु। अभी उसको अपना उसको अपना मुन्नजी कबूल कर लीजिए You see the hands back there in the back? Aap woh dekh sakte hain. Someone up there raise your hand. You accept Jesus as your God. Upar gallery mein jo Yesu ko munajji qubool karna chahte hain. Say Jesus you're my Lord. Kahiye khudaavand Yesu tu mera khudaavand hai. I accept you Jesus as my God. Then you hear some more pictures of the church. That night um it was a Thursday night and after it was over um Missy and I um prayed over every person there we were the last ones to leave so a couple hours after we preached then we stayed and you could see the crowd thousands of people and we stayed for another several hours everybody had to be touched I was really glad I didn't have to go out in the crowd yes. I would have been lost Sharonda would have been not happy with me if i'd have done that trying to keep people off of me yes. but it was yeah but it was um they all they had to be touched and they had to be ministered yeah, to yeah it wasn't just pray over they were like no still touch me and i want to say if anybody thinks that our church services are long pakistan has us beat they started praise and worship 2 to 3 hours before we even showed up yeah. to minister and then the hours that we stayed after praying over everybody this little girl i think she fell off a motorcycle we just say everything will function according to the word of god we just declare it in jesus name be healed completely in jesus name let it be a preacher of your word lord in jesus name you are precious you are precious lord And then here's some more pictures of um do you see my the guard at the at the hotel how tall he is he was my buddy man he'd see me coming in and he's like come over here he's like you, he's like, you remember me yeah you remember me she's like from Sri Lanka was it Sri Lanka no it was Malaysia this man this guard remembered me he was at a at a restaurant in Malaysia yes 
And he's like, come over here, remember me? Remember? I'm like, oh my gosh, because we got picture back then, too, because he's so tall. And he looks to me and goes, how come you're so short? And I said, how come you're so tall? So, but we would walk in, and, and the other guards would just move out of the way because he's like, he brought us through his line. He, mm-hmm. he, wanted, he found a lot of favor with us. But he remembered me. Isn't that amazing? Uh, he was in Malaysia at the time. That was just amazing to me. Uh, here's just some more pictures of just praying for people for healing. Uh oh. Uh, so I guess Doug, one of them didn't get turned around. I hope the others are not like that. You can at least hear. Lord, you're the creator. And we just cry out to you that you're the creator. You say to be fruitful and to multiply. So, Lord, I. These ladies were barren. Beautiful women of God. Prayed for them. And I say, your womb to be open to receive. The fruit of the womb be open to receive. And Lord, yeah, it's we might cast the fruit before its time. And Lord, we declare that this one is going to have a son. A son that will inherit the heir of the Father's name. In the name of Jesus, bring you forth. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just declare that she'll be able to have a child. Open up her womb to receive the blessing that you have for her. In Jesus' name. You know, there we go. I guess it's right there. Lord, you're... Uh, so, you know, you'd start praying. Like, uh, I had a word of knowledge a couple of times. Like, uh, someone, and I said, I think it's a woman here. You have a, there's a problem. There's an issue with your jaw. You know, I'd like to pray for you if that's you. You know, come up, come towards the front. And then about that time, a lot more started coming. That kind of happens in the crusade, right? Mm-hmm. And then wisdom teeth, I was like, oh, my goodness. So uh, then there's like lines of barren women we prayed for and so forth it was jesus amazing with jesus we declare a miracle to take place in this little boy his uh, skull was not fused together it was soft the whole skull was soft the soles of his feet and that he is healed completely a miracle just transform lord make a miracle in jesus name This lady handed me oil. I thought she wanted me to use her oil to pray with, but she wanted me to anoint it, <laughs> which I did. But. saying it was the liver, but it was really the gallbladder. Healed in Jesus' name. Heal her, Lord. Touch her body. Declare stand in Jesus' name. Heal. Is it touching your heart? Mm-hmm. Should be touching your heart. I mean, it was amazing. Um, so the the, one, the top picture with the things hanging down, it was, um, I think it was they were had washed up and getting ready for a banquet. And then, um, and then there's a barber shop that was on the side of the street. That's how they, many of them, they did have barber shops, but most people were getting their hair cut just on the side of the street. And then just another picture, just some, you know, some footage of, 
Well, if I say right, it might be to their left yeah, if they're watching. We're backwards. So I have to say to the left, y'all see to the left, just some tractors. I just took pictures of just the side of the road. You can see there's like some trash on the side of the road. And sometimes you would see that or just a place where they've dumped trash. Um, but their homes were always very clean. Yes. Their mud huts, you know. I mean, and I did see a few people like, did they would eat something or drink something and they would just throw it on the ground. It was <coughs> compared to Dubai, very dirty. But it's, but their homes were not. Yeah. Uh, then there's just some other pictures. So you can see the man on your right with the ox. Uh, he, he's soaking wet. And so the ox, the ox just decides to still go back into the water. Um, but there was, you, you'd have cars, trucks, buses, and ox all on the same, on the same highway in, in, in motorcycles. There was, it was, there was no rhyme or reason. There's no rules really. And they drive on the left side of the road, but also on the right side of the and road. And also in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the roads, the highways had lanes, but nobody paid attention to the lanes. They just drove wherever. Uh, this was um, the this was a little village. Shut me up, sorry. This was a little um, village in uh, Salat, or how I'm not sure how to say. It. I'm sorry that I'm not going to pronounce these words right or these these little towns. But um, the Faith Covenant Church, uh, even the the church, the largest church there in Lahore, uh, Pastor Missy has started, and this is. Um, this was he. This is where the first time he's really ever gotten to go back because even though he's starting churches and training ministers and talking to them on the phone now, I could do Zoom and things like that. But this um, this was uh, in Salat, Pakistan, a small village that they that they had um, uh, invited Pastor Masi and I to come. Stan goes, do you know what that says? I said, oh, the Koraga Masanda da Sita Kashinda. It starts speaking in tongues. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this is a picture of just like walking down the little village there in Salat. Uh, this is when Masi and I, they were ushering us down the village, the little walkway like you see here, like the little, the little walkway. And um, there could be like, I don't know, 15, maybe 30 families there, but they would have really most of the time like a community kitchen and community bathroom, which was just a hole there. But they, there was, um, it was, it was pretty special still. They still throw the flowers at us, as you can see. Everywhere we went, we had rose petals thrown to us and treated us like we were just something special. Then we, we march into the little, little church area. And then they, they took us in to, to first to give us tea and some cookies. And then later on they fed us. And, and many, most of the time, the king-size bed that they have in this one little room, because it was air-conditioned, that's where they would sit us. And the king-size bed became our table. Yep. And all the food for hundreds of people be coming out for yes. Sometimes just for Sharonda and I was yeah. like, we can't eat, eat all, all this, this food. I hope you don't expect me to eat it all. But uh, they wanted to make sure you were taken care of and you had food and everything else. And you see, we ministered into this little church here and um, it was it was really powerful. You'll see some of these little children do some things here. Old Testament, Genesis book, chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the that was King James. That was King James for us. Was that amazing? Yes. Yeah, they wanted to come and show what their children are learning.
This one's spoken Urdu. Beautiful little girls, aren't they? And the little girls would serve us too. They were training them from very young to, to serve. And some more pictures of the church that we ministered in. And all the people that came um, to hear Pastor Messi and myself. The women sat on one side usually and the men on the other. They know how to praise the Lord. See the children praising the Lord. This is uh, still in the church. It talks about how your sacrifices are awesome to God. This was a brand new church that was starting up, so I talked to them about obedience. Can you turn the air cooler? Yeah. Uh, you can see here to your right, my left. Uh, can you show them that? Um, <laughs> this is what was put on us several, everywhere we went. Sometimes I get five or something like that at a time. Um, but this, this has, money the money, has the money garland all the way around. Um, and I had to at least bring one of those home. So it's, this, is, this is how they greet you. They greet you with giving of their money, which they don't have. And uh, they make this beautiful garland. They make these beautiful, um, uh, well, I guess still garland things that they put around your neck to greet you. And we were able to get some of them back to show, show you what they put on us. They treated Sharonda as my helper just as gracious as they were me. That meant so much to me. You know, my armor bearer was getting treated so special. Yeah, I was very caught off guard. They'd be like, come on. And I will say, they said my name better than people in America. <laughs> Everybody knew my name. I was like, y'all yeah. are doing good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our pictures are plastered, as Missy says, too, like on Facebook all oh, around Pakistan. I thought that we took a lot of pictures here in America. They have a speech. They selfie, have to selfie, take pictures. selfie, selfie. They have to have pictures with you. They all wanted pictures with you. So... No telling what, what pictures they have of us, but there's a lot of them. I can tell you that right now. Um, just some more of the pictures. This is, the, this is a king-size bed that they put all the food on, that they fed us. Um, it was, like I said, they had an air condition in that room. And even the children were coming in. Children would come in, and they would, you know, just speak to us. They spoke really good English. Mm -hmm. uh, that you can see here. Well, I'll go back here. But that little girl there that's sitting on the C's lap and that one to both of them, they would come in and they would rub Sharon in my feet. Yeah. Um, then also the, some of the guys would start rubbing Pastor Massey's feet. Yeah. 
And I mean, we were so spoiled. It was like, who wants to come back to the United States? And in this room, the only thing in this room was the king size bed, right. the chairs on that side that you see, and the chairs we were sitting on the other side. So just enough room to walk around the bed and to the chairs. Yes. The only thing in the room. They always served like Coke and Sprite or Coke and Seven Up. And if you like, you know, for breakfast, we usually will have our coffee or our tea with our breakfast. And so the first couple of times, can I have coffee with, you know, with our breakfast? And they're like, you want coffee? Well, they started taking the food away. So pretty soon we realized, oh, so they do coffee and tea first, and then they would serve breakfast. And with your breakfast, you get coffee and 7-Up or Sprite. I'm Coke, like, yeah. so I had a yeah, Coke, you Coke. know, no Coke, coffee, so. and no coffee, no, sorry, no, your coffee food. no Coke, no coffee. I mean, but they'd have Coke and I'm like, so we had to kind of learn their custom and then they'd clear everything out and then they bring tea mm -hmm. or coffee later on if you wanted it. Uh, here you can see we were all spoiled. We were getting again, our feet rubbed and Pastor Masi getting his rub. He was even getting his feet rubbed in the van. And um, the little girls, they were so beautiful. They were just absolutely so beautiful. It was great. Uh, this is also ministering at the Faith Covenant Church. They're called Faith Covenant Church, most of those, all the ones that he started. And he started many. And it's Fazalabad, uh, I can't say it. Anyway, this was in a different place. This was in another, this was for um, a, the first part was for uh, ministers to, 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 I guess it was a minister seminar. A minister right? seminar, yes. Pastor seminar. And you can see one of the, they had, they had a camera crew following us. Everywhere we went, we had cameras and, uh, but, you know, video cameras, I mean, and to put on, to put on online. I mean, everywhere we went to minister, you know, um, regular cameras. And so we got some of these pictures and I was exhausted. So they went, I caught yeah, my, early mornings, caught my, late nights. <laughs> yeah. And they, they went every town we went in and some of the places we rode to were like four hours, just one way. So they followed, they followed us wherever we went. It was amazing. <clears throat> this was, um, again, at that minister's conference, there's about a hundred of them. I think there are hundred ministers mm -hmm. that had started churches under, underneath my seat. And so, um, we, they had me come and also speak there. I spoke everywhere that Missy did. He was very gracious having me minister to. Is this the place that you encouraged the women and the yes. gentleman came up at the end and he was like, I appreciate you encouraging the women. They need to hear that because that's not what they're you taught. You know, they, the, the women um, are not allowed really so much to minister. Now, they did have some women that were pastors, but not, not as many as we would have, obviously, here in the United States. But, um, you know, here, I'll just play this and you'll see there's my roar. Got to do the roar. And um, there's a cameraman. <laughs> the um, that was my interpreter. But you know, I'd had them do actions. Again, I'm a very prophetic act person. I was teaching them prophetic act. I was teaching them that, you know, you've got to take dominion and authority in your own little home, your own little church, and teaching them to declare and to decree and to prophesy those things and make it a proclamation of, of the Word of God and to use their actions. And so the men really got involved, and I mean, they were doing it, and they were, they were roaring. It was great. And then they had, um, then I said, and the women, they were kind of quiet. They weren't doing much, and that's when I encouraged the women. I said, you women. I said, don't hold back. We need you to be your prayer warriors in your home, too. 
so they, that's when I had several men come up to me afterwards and said, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking to the women. They need to know that. They need to hear that. And, you know, I found honor with men everywhere we went. So did Sharonda. I mean, the men, you know, and that's not easy, especially in another culture, right? So just as, you know, I, I say it's so important to have favor and um, also the, it, just the men of uh, respecting, respecting us um, and respecting us as ministers. They did. Uh, and it was not looked upon, down upon because I was a woman there. They looked to me as a minister of the gospel. And they, it didn't matter. So... And this interpreter, I, I really I felt great favor with him. I really liked him a lot. I'd love for him to come here in America just for y'all to meet him. He learned so much, he said, from my teachings and how to be a prayer warrior here, not just to be an intercessor. They didn't really even know what it meant to be an intercessor, much less a prayer warrior. And so they, um, they you know, he learned, He also, there was a, at this Lahore church, they started, um, they, some of the camera crew would, like, be right up there videotaping for their service service that you know online uh videotaping some people that would shake you know the kundalini spirit and so i whispered to him i said you know maybe since you're here at work at this church you maybe need to kind of let the some of the leaders know that that's a kundalini spirit and his eyes got real big he goes my wife just mentioned something about kundalini today i need to know more so you know he he's going to our website he's watching these things he's learning about these things that we that we teach here um, and he really wanted to. So just some more pictures of some of the people that we were meeting. Like I said, everybody had to be touched. Mm -hmm. Everybody had to be touched. And the men, when we would take pictures, they would be like this. There was no touching. Yeah. But I mean, just talk about ministering-wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had to be touched. Uh, had to have their hands, hands laid on them. Uh, you can see the kids, when we would come in the towns, when we would drive in the towns, they would, they would, they would, you couldn't even drive down the road. They would just cover us with the people. Mm -hmm. And just this was the lady that was our sponsor. Her name was Ruth. So you have to have a sponsor to have a visa there. So she was our sponsor. The man on the, the bottom left, uh, the nice looking man there sitting next to me on the couch, he actually is married a, a young lady here in Dallas. And so he's waiting to get his visa to move here. And so he's um, to be, you know, come a resident here. And he says, I'm coming to your church. We'll come to yes. your church. His name's Simon. Then we went to the Bible College in that same little town. It's called Soul Winning Bible College. Uh, Pastor Massey started this Bible College. This is the 18th year of the graduation. This was the first one that he got to be a part of. Yes. Um, and I was so touched that God would allow for Sharon and I to be a part of that too for his first one to be able to go and uh, to speak and to also hand out the diplomas to these people. And it was his 18th year of this graduate, of this, uh, this so winning Bible college. Also, they gave me, um, they actually came from India and also Sri Lanka and other places that they honored me with, uh, and stand too, I should say, with a, it's, it's an international um, doctorate. So I'm now Dr. Leslie. And Dr. Stan. And also Dr. Stan. And it's a beautiful, as you can see, it's a beautiful certificate. And it's, it says Doctor of, of Ministry. And it says Good News International University. So they honor that, and I thought that was just, that really meant a lot to me, you know, being in ministry for almost 30 years to, to be recognized like that. 
to have a doctorate. So praise God. I, I, it makes a difference when you don't think it would, but it makes a difference when something like that is handed to And they presented it at the graduation they before they started at the graduation. giving it everybody else their yeah. diplomas. So even Ms. C moved the tassel from the right side or the left side to the right or something for like him. that. Yeah. Or I mean, and then stands is up here too. Yes. You can come and look at them later. <clears throat> I'm going to try to move along a little bit because we're getting a little bit late. But you can see our diplomas. They're absolutely beautiful. This was a graduation, and everybody, again, there had to have pictures, and our guards were trying to move us out pretty quickly because it was starting to get too crowded. They were well, trying the, to, like, And the women and, were getting, like, feisty. Where they would start grabbing your yeah, arms, like, and I'm like, oh, that's like, a little yeah. tight. Like, get yeah, a picture, Sharonda, get a picture. Sharonda was, like, not I was happy. like, get out. Like, well, we got to go. Let's yeah, yeah, she was, I'm going to have to start throwing I have to say, she was an awesome armor bearer for me. I just, I, I loved it. She was so wonderful new things ahead of time that I didn't know I needed and uh, always there for me. So thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Uh, but again, this is Winning Souls Bible College. Uh, these are the graduates of 2021. And also I got my doctorate there, so it was pretty cool. Then we went to Minister in Kanawha. This is actually, that was built uh, by Pastor Massey. This is his hometown and uh, it's a Christian little community. And also he started the Faith Covenant Church there. In 1999, he built this church. You can see it. That's where we ministered to about 100 or so uh, pastors that came around from the area. <laughs> and some of the pastors went everywhere we went. So if yeah. we had a four-hour drive, they drove four hours yeah. to be at every They would conference. follow us. They follow us, wanted to hear the word of the Lord everywhere we went. Because I took a picture of a Pastor Nelsi and Esther there inside the church on the stage and also you could just see what it looked like inside it was very clean it was really pretty in there and then that picture was a picture of pastor missy's dad because it was actually in the home that he lived in he and esther lived in uh it's right connected married. to the church and he showed this is the room that we slept in on our first night we were married <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the room then we moved to and yeah. it was uh then they had pictures of just some family members and stuff it was really touching for us to yes. be able to be a part of that you see, again, we're just getting flowers thrown to us as we're marching in to go speak. And sometimes they weren't just, like, tossing them. They were literally, like, throwing them yeah. at you. You're like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah, some of them did hurt. It's like, was that a thorn connected right. to that That one? was, like, the whole bottom of the bud, like, just being thrown at you. So this is, again, they would just honor us with the, the garland. Um, and that, again, that was at Pastor Massey's church. I guess I don't have video footage of that. Then David Carter, some of you know David Carter from some of the crusades mm -hmm. ago. He, uh, several years ago, Pastor Massey arranged a marriage for him with this lady. Her name's Uzma. She's a wonderful, beautiful lady. And they were found because of COVID, then it was stopped. But now he was there at the same time we were. Mm -hmm. And he, bless his heart, he didn't know what was going on. He did not know. And these these money garlands, I don't think he had five around him or oh, something. Yeah. He had a lot. And then they kept on that, that um, that's uh, whatever you call it. They say, yeah, they, pulled, they drove him up Derby. in a van, and he had um, a mask on. I mean, it was, like, on his head, but it, like, had garlands hanging down the front. He couldn't even see. He didn't know. He could barely fit his shoes. Down. Oh, do you have a video? Yeah. We're trying. This is what we arrived to at the wedding. It's like, move out of the way. We can't drive. There's David Carter. <laughs> Sport, though he just did what they wanted him to do. Pastor Massey had to help him, he couldn't even see. 
the street, our armored guards were walking down like this to make sure that nobody touched us. It was uh, pretty awesome to be a part of a of a wedding, you know, with their culture like that. It was great because, you know, to be involved in that, be a part of it, get to see things you wouldn't normally get to see. So, uh, but yeah, he he was he definitely didn't know what was going on. I didn't. We didn't know what was going on. Um, but when I, when Pastor Massey was telling me the lineup of what we were going to do each day, and he says on on I think Tuesday, October the fifth, we're also going to go to a party. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. And then later on, I was like, what kind of party? He goes, a it's a wedding. Okay, awesome. That'll be fun. He goes, and you're going to minister at the wedding. Okay, awesome, great. I'm like, sure, I'm going to be ministering at a wedding. Yeah, and just then, like, what do I say? <laughs> on the, the day we were driving, was it after the, the camera uh, ride in Dubai? It was, one, it was right yeah, before we left. Yeah, it was right before we left. Right before we left, uh, Melissa and Sharana in one cab. We were in another, <laughs> Pastor Massey and I. And he goes, and when you when you speak at David Carter's wedding, and I went, <laughs> what? He so goes, she's, that's she's, the wedding you're going to be speaking in. I was like, are you kidding me? She sends me a text message. She's like, it's David Carter's wedding. And I just bust out laughing. And Melissa's like, what? And I was like, we're going to David Carter's wedding. She's like, and I'm not going? <laughs> she's like, I told him to send me an invite. Yeah, no, no. But they're actually. I did basically. Yeah, we FaceTime you early in the morning. But it's actually, they're going to be getting married here legally in the States. They should be back in town, back here now. They're giving him money. And there we are, walking at the wedding. There, they put me, I was the fill-in mom for David Carter. I told her she was going to have to start taking applications and charging a fee. I know, right? I mean, the fill-in mom for other places. So um, they put me up on the stage. They put Master, Master, Master Missy and Esther up on the, I'm like, can't Esther be the fill-in mom? <laughs> no, you're the fill-in mom. Okay, all right. It was actually fun. He was he was excited. She was excited. She loves him so much. She's so excited to be married, be marrying him, and um, I was happy for them. And she is a beautiful lady. You can see a picture a little bit closer of them. Like I said, he didn't know what was going on. Bless his heart. <laughs> and then this is our room in Kanawal. We had a, a family that was very gracious to us. And they put us in a room that had air conditioning, but this was our beds. You can see it's made with rope. Um, and it was not comfortable at all. <laughs> no, but at least we were. At least we had air. And then we had air. The night before, yeah. we had a bed, but the air didn't work. Yeah, it so. was so hot. <laughs> we just had to compromise with what we had. This is when we're going to go minister in Kanawal. Uh, they're they're going to march us to the church, and they had a full out band this time. And that was Pastor Massey dressed down with his flip-flops on that day. <laughs> they had our pictures plastered all over walls everywhere we went, um, posters. So it was great. So then I got to minister in his little church. Your hand must go forward like this. Go like this. 
इस तरीके से ये खुदा के वजूल में अपने आप को ताजा करना है और ये है आगे बढ़ना मेरे पीछे तो हराइए कि मैं एक दुआइया जो हूँ और मेरा दिल खुदा के लिए है अपने हाथ को ऊपर से जुटी से लेकर आइए starting to get into it. about 3,000 people there. what it meant to be a prayer warrior. None. They, they expect just, and I was trying to let them know, you can't just rely on a, a, a minister from America coming and laying hands on you. You can do it in your own home. Okay? And then Pastor Masih, the last night, 
Please raise your hand. So, अपना हाथ खड़ा कर लीजिए and stand on your feet. और अपने कंधों पर खड़े होंगे. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope that you understood what I'm saying. मैं उम्मीद करता हूँ कि आपको मेरी बात समझ आ गई होगी. You really want to repent from your sins. क्या बाकी ही अपने गुनाहों से तोबा करना चाहते हैं? And you really want to accept Jesus Christ with your heart. और आप बाकी ही के समसी को अपना मुनर्जी कबूल करना चाहते हैं? Not for the things. चीजें हासिल करने के लिए नहीं. But because you want Him. बल्कि इसलिए कि आप उसे मोहब्बत का इजाद कर सकें. What He has done for you on the cross. जो कुछ उसने आपके लिए किया है, that's why you want to accept him. उसकी वजह से आप उसको कबूल करेंगे। So say this way after me. So he, you know, so they want to get saved every time they come in the church. They want to get prayed for every time they come in the church. They want to get touched every time they get in the church. They're so desperate for the Lord. And um, like I said, it humbled us. We received the blessing yes. more than they received the blessing. Uh, I was honored that God allowed us to go and to do what we were able to do. Anyway, this is our last night at the Safe Haven Orphanage. It was right after we preached at that church. We only had a couple hours before we were going to have to head to the airport. And uh, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful time with them. And uh, we, we got so close to them. And then we said in the car, we did it. We did it. We yeah. made it. We went to <laughs> Pakistan. People didn't think that we should go to Pakistan. But I'll tell you what, um, we felt God's peace yes. everywhere we went. We knew we were protected. And we knew that, that we were doing the will of God. Um, so that was on our way home. We were in the, the van headed to the airport. So glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. And you know, some of those of you watching online, you know, maybe you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior also. You know, these people in Pakistan, they were so hungry for the Lord. Every time they walked in the church, they wanted the Lord. They would show up to praise and worship God two to three hours prior to the minister even arriving. You know, here in America, we, we want kind of the quick fix. We want to do the drive-through. But God is calling us as a church, as a nation, to get more serious with him, to honor him, to be that great witness for him. These people were great witnesses for the Lord. They showed the love of God. They showed the love of Jesus everywhere that we went. They threw rose petals at us, not because they were trying, they were honoring man, but they were also saying, we love the Lord Jesus that's in you. Yes. That's how they presented themselves. And they were so, even the children, they were so excited to even share what they were memorized, to so share the word of the Lord to us. Um, they, they also wanted to serve. And so I just encourage you as a Christian to maybe we all need to take a look at who we really are. And just as the word of the Lord that came forth earlier, is, it's not about our reasoning. Maybe we need to get outside of our own reasoning and maybe just decide that maybe we're going to serve the Lord in a better way. We're going to greet people in a better way. We're going to love one another in, in, a, in a better way. You know, there's not really so many denominations there like in Pakistan. You know, they either love the Lord Jesus, they accept him as their savior, or they don't. One, one, or, one way or the other. And so I just encourage us as Christians, let's get serious with God. Let's get serious with him right now. I mean, our nation is in turmoil. You're in turmoil at your homes. There's uh, places that, that there's people that are divorcing in their homes. There's fornication. There's adultery. All these kinds of sins that are in the home. But yet, you know, God's calling us as a nation to be an example. And it's time as that for us Christians to raise our game. 
to, to wherever we walk, they feel the love of Jesus that flows through us, that they want to be like us. They're drawn to us because of the love of Jesus that's inside of us. So I encourage you, first of all, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is your day. You might not have tomorrow. So ask Jesus into your heart. Say, Jesus, I want you. I want you to be my God. I ask that you come into my heart, that you be with me. I'll serve you all the days of my life, and I'll never deny you. And that's one of the things that I left with everywhere that I ministered. I made them say out loud, I'll never deny Jesus. Everywhere I spoke, I said, I made them repeat, I'll never deny Jesus. They're in a Muslim country. And I don't want them to be forced with that, just as we don't want to be forced with that. You need to make a decision today. You, even if you've been a Christian for many years, 50 years, you know, God's holding you more accountable now. He's saying, raise up your standards. Raise them up and become that Christian that I've made you to be. Become that servant that I've called you to be. Start serving those around you. We need to quit fighting each other. We need to quit fighting these denominations. We need to say Jesus is our God, our Savior. Yes, we're going to have differences, but we don't need to fight about it. We don't need to fight about whether there's a rapture or pre-trib rapture or whether there's not a rapture. We don't need to fight about Leslie ate an oyster or didn't eat an oyster. You know, that's just, it's just stupid stuff. And we're just trying to cause conflict. And that's of the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren. So it's time to repent, church. It's time to repent and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for those times that I have sinned against you and I have sinned against my brothers and sisters in Christ. Forgive me where I've caused trouble, where I've stirred up strife, where there's every you know, envy and every evil work that's in the home or where I've caused envy and, and every evil work in, in the churches. Lord, forgive me. For now's the time for me to say, Jesus, I repent and I ask for a start over. I ask for a start over and I accept you again as my Savior. Be in my heart. Change me. Amen. Humble me. Make me new. Yes. I should be a new man in Christ. Change me, oh God. Change my heart, oh God, to be more like you. Amen. Now's the day. Now's the time. Not just for Jesus to be in your heart, to be a servant of the Lord Jesus. Yes. To pull out your best china when you have those that visit you. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It means to pull out your best of who you are in Christ. Yes. Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you speak to those that are in the home and speak to those who are here at the church. That you cause in our hearts to want to change. You cause a new man in Christ to come forth. That we walk out those doors, we walk out of our homes different. Different today. Just because of the testimony that we've seen from Dubai and also from Pakistan. Help us to be better testimonies of you. Lord Jesus, I ask if there's anybody that needs to accept Jesus, that they do so now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I repent now for my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. Deliver me, O oh God. Cleanse me from unrighteousness. Help me to serve you every day in my life. Lord, I also pray for those that need a healing. They need a touch. Hold just a second. But they need a touch. They need a touch from the Lord. They need a touch from the minister that's operating as a servant of God. So, Lord, I just, in the spirit realm, I just touch in the name of Jesus. Touch them. Heal them. 
Let them feel your presence, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let them just feel your presence because they need that touch from you. They need their, their lives renewed. They need their homes renewed, Lord. They need their bodies renewed, Lord. Heal them in the name of Jesus. We cancel in the name of Jesus all plans and attacks of the enemy. And we declare and we decree and we proclaim in the name of Jesus that it's done. It's done. And become that prayer warrior in your home. Turn it around. Turn the atmosphere around. Turn it around. You can do it. Just as they had no idea what it meant to be an intercessor, they certainly didn't understand what it meant to pray, really. They certainly didn't understand what it even for sure didn't mean to be a prayer warrior. But God is calling his people to raise up and to be that prayer warrior, that prayer warrior in your home, that prayer warrior in your church, the prayer warrior in your family's lives. He's saying, do those prophetic acts and declare them and decree them and proclaim them and see it be done. You must see it in the spiritual realm before you see it in the natural realm. It'll come forth. It'll come forth. And I just declare it'll come forth in the name of Jesus for these people. Bless them, O God. Bless them and touch them wherever their need is right now in Jesus' name. Whatever their need is, Lord, you know their need. You know if they need a job. You know if they need an increase. You know if they need a new home. You know if they have plumbing that needs to be done. You know if they need a new roof. You know whatever their need may be. And you know if they need a spouse. You know if they need correction in their household for they're serving each other. They're serving God. You know, God, you know what that need is. So we just ask in the name of Jesus that you speak to each one of them and let them know that you're working on their behalf. And as a minister of the gospel, I just reach my hand, not in, not in something that's stupid and foolish, but just in the spirit realm. I'm just touching right now in the name of Jesus that you receive what God has for you. If you receive it, just reach up and grab it. Just because you just have to reach up and grab it and believe first. It's unseen in the natural first. But it will come forth. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for my mighty prayer warrior. I thank you for Melissa. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Massey and Esther. I thank you for all the doors that were open for us. And, Lord, I just declare and decree that we get to go more places. Yes, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. You ready to go, Melissa? Amen. Amen, ready? Anybody else want to go? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll take you. We'll take you because... And know if there was more in numbers, we could have reached more. Praise the Lord. And this, Michelle back there, she's like, me, me, me. Don't forget about me. I won't forget about you. Pray and ask God to open that door for you. That's how you need to do it, just as these others are going to be able to go and minister. And we just declare COVID is nothing. It will not stop the word of God in the name of Jesus. It will not stop the ministers of God going around the globe. We've declared and decreed it from the highest point on earth in the name of Jesus. And we'll see it be done. Hallelujah. God bless you and glory to God. Amen. God bless. Amen.